You can be a great player and not a good manager or GM or coach. That does exist. Oh, I know that I should put on live sports because that's our job. But, guys, Super Bowl Classic, here we go. Broncos oh against God. Packers, even though Green Bay loses this game. It is Terrell Davis <laughs> just going ham in this game. Leroy Butler just gets taken out of the matchup. Oh, <laughs> this one gives me nightmares. Uh, it's another uh, another major week. Steve Sands jumps on with us. NBC Sports Golf Channel. But it, before we get to the PGA Championship, I think it is important knowing that you are a Washington Redskins football team commanders fan, and you've suffered like me for, for quite some time. <laughs> uh, we popped champagne on the beginning of the show to celebrate the end of the Dan Snyder era. How happy are you, Steve, that this is finally done and all it takes is some votes that we know the NFL is going to give us and Dan Snyder is finally out in Washington? We have three sons. They're 22, 20, and 18 years old. And I have been telling them forever what it used to be like. And they are long-suffering Washington fans because of that jerk-off. And now that he's gone... And he's selling the team. I don't care if it's Josh Harris or anybody else, anyone but Daniel Snyder, just to give us a chance. Pop champagne, run circles around the neighborhood naked, whatever you want to do. It's a great day uh, to be a Washington fan for sure. And by the way, I don't know about your Cubs, but I've been fading the A's every game all year. It's a winning strategy. Nine and 33. It's been a glorious month and a half. Yeah. Yeah, they're, the, the A's are brutal. The Cubs, though, no fun. I had really high expectations. Mm-hmm. By high expectations, I just need them to win literally 78 games and I make some money. By oh, the way, one last thing yeah. on Snyder. I don't know about you guys and your company, but like our company, the computer, they make you change the password every 90 days. Oh, you know that yes. kind of thing? Oh, yeah. yeah. I hate it. I, I actually worst. ran out of ideas. Yep. I have yeah, no more passwords. I've run out of ideas forever, and I keep changing it to something that has to do with Snyder out, Snyder sucks, <laughs> Snyder blows, Snyder this, Snyder that. And I finally got what we've all been wanting for all of these years for Snyder to sell the team. And uh, I changed my password to a uh, new owner and a couple of other things that I can't give away right so, now. I was just going to say, are you giving damn. our entire password? <laughs> yeah. New owner, thank you. God for Snyder. Yeah. Yeah, let me give you my credit number for my ATM card, too. Here you go. <laughs> yeah, I'll take that. Actually, let's just try to make some money this weekend. We go over to Oak Hill. We got the PGA Championship. John Rahm, Scotty Scheffler, obviously favored. Um, I know Rahm's only eight to one. Scheffler's plus seven fifty. You got Rory at twelve to one, and then Kepka at eighteen to one. If you had to make a bet as far as an outright winner, um, would you? I know it's a major championship, so are you looking at a guy like Rahm, Scheffler, one of the favorites? Or are you looking down the board here at Oak Hill this weekend? I, I always look all over uh, to try to find some value. Um, I think that Rahm this is crazy because it's eight to one, but I think Rahm is so perfectly suited for this golf course. And he's far enough away from his master's win that kind of life has gotten back to normal for him. And I just think eight to one is actually a decent number. I, I thought for sure he'd be five and a half, maybe six to one, maybe six and a half to one. I think eight to one's actually a decent price. You could sprinkle in him to win and then a couple of other guys and, and still maybe, you know, cash at the end of the week. So they've redone this entire course. You can't go off of course history for Oak Hill. They're trying to make it as close or they, they, designed to make it as close to what Donald Ross uh, had initially intended. Um, I'm curious, greens and regulation is is considered to be a super key stat for the East course. I think the last six major winners uh, here, and I know that's not, uh, we've had some changes, have all been top four greens uh, in terms of top four for greens hit. Like, is this an advantage here, like Scotty Scheffler, Rom, in, in terms of this stat, or do you feel like there's some other things that are more important in the redesign? 
Well, it, it's a great question. I, I, I think the green tint regulation is always huge, especially uh, at major championships. I think if you miss greens, boy, you're really, you know, battling because the green speeds are faster than normal. The greens are more difficult, more undulating than normal. Uh, and the pressure uh, rises at major championships compared uh, to other events. So hitting greens and regulation, is re- there, it's a really important number. To me, this week, you've got to hit the fairway. Now, you'll still miss greens even though you're in the fairway. But if you miss the fairway and are in the rough, the rough is really penal at Oak Hill. And I just think if you are playing out of the rough this week, I think you just don't have a chance uh, to to do something special. So I would say that driving accuracy with the redesign is the more important stat than greens in a regulation because I think you'll hit more greens in regulation if you're in the fairway. There are 33 guys who played 10 years ago at the PGA Championship when Jason Duffner won at Oak Hill in 2013. Uh, but none of these guys have ever seen this golf course, the way it's playing right now. By the way, it was also in August and not in May. And Rochester, New York in May is a lot different golf course-wise than it is playing uh, in August. So it really is a fresh start for all these guys. But I would say driving accuracy is a little bit more important uh, than greens in a regulation because I think the one thing follows the other, not the other way around. Uh, Steve, before the Masters, we had a bunch of people come on and you know a bunch of people I listened to that were going to fade the live guys, and obviously that didn't work out because Kepka had the lead pretty much the entire weekend. Phil finished top five. But what are your thoughts heading into the weekend with a guy like DJ who's 25-1, to 1, obviously a really good performance uh, this past weekend. He beats Cam Smith and uh, Brandon Grace as well in a playoff. And then you have Kepka there at 18-1. to 1. Would you play either of those guys or look to fade them maybe? Yeah, I, I think I wouldn't fade either one of those guys. Um, I think both of those players, uh, first of all, Kepka is one of these guys who, for whatever reason, he just steps up in major championships. Now, he went away a little bit on Sunday at the Masters, or a lot of it uh, on, on Sunday at the Masters when he was leading the entire time. But he is always a guy, for whatever reason, when the, when the screws tighten, when the pressure is on, he is a better player than most. Uh, and he plays better in these events. And others, so I wouldn't fade him. Dustin Johnson, it's an interesting spot for Dustin coming into the the, the, the Masters with those eighteen players. Um, I didn't think any of the live guys had a chance because they didn't play a lot, even though they played the week before at Orange County National outside Orlando, Florida, uh, the week before the Masters. They just didn't have a lot of live golf events. Well, these guys have played three of the last four weeks. Now they've traveled all over the world, Australia, then Singapore, and then they played in Tulsa last week. But Dustin Johnson playing three out of the last four weeks, getting a win last week, I think for sure Dustin Johnson is going to be a guy uh, who is going to be right up there in the mix this week. It would shock me if Dustin Johnson, on this particular golf course, the way it plays like Rom, it would shock me if Dustin Johnson did not play well, and Kepka too. I don't, I don't think Kepka will get to the finish line, uh, but perhaps the Masters will help him with that experience. But I do think Dustin Johnson has an excellent chance to get the win. Hey, you know, you talk about the the redone course and how different it is over the last you know decade since the last time they had this event there. You've mentioned a couple names, but who are some other names? Maybe not to win the tournament, but top twenty finishes where their game really will benefit from this course. Yeah, I think there are a few guys. Uh, if you were you know looking into those types of plays, top tens, top twenties, top twenty fives, uh, getting away from the win, place and show type of thing. Uh, I think Sung J.M. is a guy uh, who has to be looked at. Uh, he plays a ton of golf. He just traveled all the way back home to South Korea and got a win. Now, that's not a PGA Tour victory, 
Uh, it's a much different uh, competition level. But I'm a big believer, no matter what the sport is, but especially in individual sports, winning breeds winning, no matter what the level is. I just think you have good vibes. Dustin Johnson winning a live event is not a PGA Tour event, but he has to have good vibes and confidence coming in. Sung Jm, I think, is one of those guys. Do I think Sung Jae will cross the finish line, number one? No, but I do think, you know, if there's a top 10 or top 20 play, I think Sung J.M. Uh, is a guy to look for. I think Xander Shoffley is one of the favorites, but I think Xander Shoffley will also perform well. Um, he tends to play very well and then maybe backtracks just a little on Sunday, but not outside the top 10 or 20 uh, if he's in contention. I also think there's a guy who won a couple of weeks ago uh, in Charlotte at Quail Hollow named Wyndham Clark. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did not like Wyndham the week after a win when he gets his first-ever victory, but his game and his confidence level is so high right now coming off of that long-weighted victory. First one ever on the PGA Tour came a couple of weeks ago. I think Sung J.M. and Wyndham Clark are two guys from off the pace uh, if you wanted to do a top 10 or a top 20. I think there's some value there. Now, this uh, number is, is actually pretty spicy, 66-1. to 1. Uh, Tom Kim oh, is the, the second uh, best <laughs> driving accuracy on tour, 71.43%. Um, what do you think about him in that price? Oh, to win? Yeah, I mean, look, 66 to 1 if he wins. I mean, go get him. I mean, that's fantastic. Uh, I saw Tom last week uh, in Dallas. We were at the AT&T Byron Nelson. He drives the ball beautifully, like you said, accuracy-wise. He also hits it a long ways. Uh, and Tom is one of these kids who's not afraid. He played very well in the President's Cup for the international team at Quail Hollow uh, last fall. He won a couple of times uh, on the PGA Tour. He knows he can do it. Uh, do I think he's going to win this week and become a major champion at such a young age? Uh, I don't think so. But I do think that if you're going to sprinkle in some people in that 50, 60, 70 to 1 range, uh, certainly Tom Kim is as accomplished uh, as any of those players uh, at such a young age. So, I, sure. You know, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind seeing Tom Kim up there. I, I, I think Tom will play all right. Uh, I just don't see him winning this I, week. I'm curious, uh, Steve. Outside of all of the nerd stats that we look at, like in your mind, what's the complexion of a of a major winner? You you mentioned how young Tom is. Like, can right. you kind of give the the profile of someone who maybe hasn't won a major already that might you know be able to win one now? Yeah, I think that the the thing I, I look for the most. Uh, and, and, and here we are about to start this stars crack in game seven and toughness matters uh, as much as anything in hockey. I think it matters in golf, uh, in major championship golf, especially. I think that's why Brooks Kepka, uh performs so well in these spots. I think that majors are the most difficult events to win in golf. There are only four of them a year. You famously, as Jack Nicklaus always said, you have to bring your game to a major. You can't find your game in a major. So you need to have form you need to be really tough, not just physically, but mentally more than anything, because it's such a grind. Uh, and I also think you need to be in total control of your game. Now, that sounds kind of obvious, but what I mean control is, can you control your golf ball off the tee? Are you dialed in with your distances um, to try to hit these greens in regulation with irons? Uh, are you a good par three player? Par threes and majors are always so challenging. And, and the, the staff does such a great job mixing them up from long ones to short ones and all throughout the four days. Uh, but if I had to pick one attribute for any golfer to perform well in a major, it'd be mental toughness. And I think that 
when you see guys come down the stretch and have the ability to keep their poise and hang in there and just kind of thwart everybody away, to me, that's mental toughness. John Rahm was trying to catch Brooks Kepka. He had all the confidence in the world. He had won a U.S. Open before at Torrey Pines a couple of years earlier. He never wavered once. As soon as Kepka opened the door, John Rahm went flying right through it. I think John Rahm's game is why he won the Masters. But I think the reason he was in there for the whole four days and then crossed the line at the end is because of his mental toughness. I think that you just got to be tough to be able to handle it. You also need to be patient. You need to understand it's okay to make a bogey every once in a while. It's going to happen at major championships. You make doubles and triples, you're going to be in big trouble. You can't make big numbers. But mental toughness and patience are something. Just hang around. Tiger used to do that. Jack used to do that. They won 18 and 15 majors. Hang in there, hang in there, hang in there. One round, second round, third round. And then in the final round, when it's your turn to pounce, you know, take advantage of it. And, and certainly the guys who are the most patient and the guys who are the, men, the most mentally tough are the ones who succeed in big spots like this. Uh, Steve, after we got about 60 seconds here. After 10 years, I've given up my donation for Ricky Fowler to win a major. But what do you think? Can I talk you into, or can you talk me into a top 20? I'm with you there. Plus 275 is the price right now. He's played uh, three previous majors the last three years. Two of those were top 25 results. Do you think we could get Ricky maybe top 20, top 10 this weekend? Oh, for sure. Here's the deal with the PGA. 20 guys can't win it, okay? Because 20 guys are, are PGA professionals. Very good golfers. But they're not going to win. So the, 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 the field gets trimmed down just a little bit. Ricky's been playing very well. He's performed very well. Do I think he's going to win? No. But I do think uh, he could definitely make the cut and then hang around on the weekend and get inside that top 25 we'll for that. sure. There thanks we go. So Steve Sands, thanks for joining us.